Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello, and welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Isla, your founder, CEO, and host of our podcast. I don't think I ever introduced that I'm also a registered dietitian with both a bachelor's and a master's degree in nutrition science. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about how to have sustainable weight loss. I did a poll over on Instagram to say what topic he wanted me to cover today because I had two things that were on my mind that I felt like I should cover um, and the majority voted this topic, which is great because I don't think I'm surprised that I haven't already covered this. I think I like loosely cover this in a lot of episodes that I do, but I haven't done like a specific like do this if you want sustainable weight loss, which is great. Um, Before we dive in a couple of announcements as always. I am taking clients in March, so I'll have three spots open in March. I highly encourage you to sign up for a discovery call in the last week of February because those spots tend to go pretty quickly. If you're wanting to sign up, I would just recommend to do that. However, Lacey has two spots available now. So if you're really wanting to work with somebody and you don't want to wait two weeks from now, you could work with her. She's great. She's been with me forever, um, and we have very similar ways that we practice. So um, you'd still be in great hands if you want to work with Lacey. My third announcement is that um, our healthy date guide is up on Millennial Living, which is our membership platform. Um, So you can check that out if you feel like you need some date ideas for how to be healthy with your significant other, because I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I also just want to remind you to participate in the challenge over on Millennial Living this month. We don't have any people in it so right now. So if you go ahead and do some entries, you would automatically win. You just need to enter three times a picture of what you're doing to be healthy for your social ties. You can do it about like a healthy date or a healthy like eating out, or maybe like you go on a walk with a friend, which I'm doing tomorrow. So I should probably take a picture and enter myself, but anything along those lines you could enter. And this is just to encourage you to have those healthy social connections um, or to like build healthy habits with social people. Um, And you get to enter to win in a $25 gift card of wherever you want to get that from that I can send it through an email. Um, But without further ado, let's dive into our topic. So overall, I just want to say that the biggest way you're going to, in my opinion, have sustainable weight loss is by breaking out of the all or nothing mindset. Um, I didn't want to make that one of my five tips just because it's pretty vague. And I wanted to give you like more specific tips on how to have sustainable weight loss. But when I look at the difference between people that I work with before versus after, it seems like so many people give up because they have this all or nothing mindset, which I get, but it really doesn't serve you well at all because weight loss just doesn't really work. Like you have to do everything perfect and then lose weight. I mean, life doesn't work like that. So weight loss doesn't work like that either. 
Um, so how do you break out of that all or nothing mind all or nothing mindset? You really need to see things for the long term. You like again, I, I think that a lot of people actually do think that you have to be perfect every day to see weight loss. And maybe to see quick weight loss, you do. I'm not in the game of quick weight loss, so I don't practice that way. And so trying to break people out of that mindset of you have to do things perfectly. You have to eat this one specific food. You have to eat in your calorie deficit every day. If you don't do it, then you might as well give up is not what I do, but um, it's also just not going to be helpful for sustainable weight loss. Um, something that can help with this is by understanding the science behind weight loss, which is what I try to do in the podcast episodes and also in the program. I think it's a lot clearer in the program because I think you just kind of like need to stick with something. And then you see that things are going to work for the long term if you stick with it for the long term and stick with it gently and lightly. You know, we don't need to do 100% every day. I, I like the idea of like 80, 20, like 80% of the time trying to do the best you can and 20% of the time, maybe you, you can't and that is fine. You'll still get results. Um, you can do this on your own for sure through all the tips that I kind of give here, but I see just a lot of people struggle when they're doing it on their own. Honestly, I think it's just because they don't have anybody to keep them accountable to hold, hold themselves to long-term goals. But also I think it's helpful just to have that person that knows what they're doing and talking about to say like, no, what you're doing is actually right. I have so many clients that will come to me and be like, you know, I just ate this like really high calorie meal. And now my weight hasn't gone down all week. And I know it's just because of that one calorie, high calorie meal. And like, now I want to give up. And I say, no, you actually, your weight, you dropped a lot of weight the week before. It makes total sense that your weight didn't come down this week. Plus you're PMSing. There's no way that your weight didn't go down this week because that one meal we're totally still on track and you're doing so great in my opinion. And it really just helps clients to like, okay, I really need to hear that, that I'm doing the right things and I just need to continue on. Um, so if you need that, you know, you could sign up for the program and that's what we help with. But all, if you're doing it on your own, I just highly encourage you to stick with it and think of things that you need to be implementing for the long term. But without all the generalities, um, here are my five very specific tips on what you can start doing right now to have long-term weight loss. So the first thing is exercise. Although I'm a dietitian and my realm is more of the nutrition side of things, um, exercise, in my opinion, is just so important for long-term sustained weight loss because if we are burning more calories day to day, not like I'm saying do all these like crazy boot camps, but even if we're just walking and we burn about like 200 to 500 calories or something, if we're walking those 10,000 steps, you're going to really help yourself on days where like you don't want to track or you are just going to eat a high calorie meal or on the weekend, like you're not going to gain as much weight if you're burning calories. I mean, that's just how it's going to work. So if you can at least just commit to staying active and walking those 10,000 steps and doing your strength training, it's going to help you so much, even if you don't do anything on the nutrition side of things. Now, I mean, I do have clients that are doing exactly what I'd recommend exercise wise, and they still have a problem losing weight because of the nutrition stuff. But I will say that those clients typically have a lot less to work on and their weight comes off so much quicker. And they're typically not at a higher weight compared to my really high weight clients that are doing nothing at all. So I think at least if you can implement some sort of exercise of any kind to burn calories, it's going to be very helpful for you to sustain things in the long term. Because I also think that when it comes to nutrition, I know it can get really complicated, especially if you don't have a guide or anything, but exercise, like as long as you're doing something to burn calories, that's the point you're burning calories and it's going to help you. Um, 
Walking is my choice because again, when we think of exercise, we do want to think of a way for it to be sustainable. And I think things like Orange Theory and like boot campy stuff is great if you love doing it. I know some people like do it for years, but I know some people too like often get injured or they get burnt out or the time of day doesn't end up working for them. So if you could just find a very low stress way to stay, to exercise, I think it can be helpful. And like, you know, my choice is walking and I go over that in a um, podcast episode that I'll link in the description box. Um, but I think about two groups of people that are able to maintain weight or have a low weight without really having to put a lot of effort into it. Um, and I think about all these, every time I go to Europe or like, you know, I'm obsessed with blue zones. And so they look at all these countries that are able to, or pockets of people that maintain their low body weight. And they find that they are really active through walking everywhere. Um, again, because if you're just walking places, you're burning more calories. So it makes up some of the high calorie food that you might eat. Um, I have a client that like is great and a great example of this. She and I are currently working together and she's worked with me in the past. And we did make a lot of strides towards honestly, just like educating her on what weight loss, healthy weight loss looks like. But she really struggled with a lot of the things because she just had a lot of stuff going on. She definitely still benefited. But then she came back a couple months later. I don't, maybe it was a couple months or a year. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was within a year and she wanted to work together again, just felt like she could be doing a lot more. So she actually moved apartments from an area that was nowhere where she could really walk to an area that was like in a little area with like lots of fun coffee shops and like stores to go to and and areas that she could just run her errands by walking. And it has helped her to lose so much weight. I think the first round, she didn't really lose a lot of weight. We were more so just kind of like working through these like I crazy ideals she had around nutrition where now she is able to, she eats out a ton. She travels for work. And just because she's walking effortlessly, these 10,000 calories by like walking into little stores in her area, walking to the grocery store, walking to go do errands, she's able to easily get 10,000 plus steps in. She doesn't even have to think about it. It's not a big effort. It's just a daily part of her life. And she's been able to lose so much more weight than the beginning. And I think it's going to be sustainable as long as she kind of stays in that area. So some actionable steps that you could take from this is If you can move somewhere, pick somewhere with a walking path. It sometimes helps when I work with like traveling nurses or even if you're in college and you're listening to this, or I mean, I feel like I freaking move every like couple years. I always keep in mind to be somewhere where you can walk, whether it's like a walking path in your neighborhood or just like a neighborhood that's safe for you to walk. Or, and if you, I love living like in downtown spaces. So if you can live in an area that's downtown and you can walk to places, I think that's also encouraging. If this is totally not realistic and you're not in the capacity to move anywhere, I think also just implementing a habit to have a daily walk. It's like after dinner every day, or maybe it's like every day when the day starts or even on your lunch break, continuing to walk with some coworkers doing that and also committing to do it year round. So don't just do it when the weather's nice, which means get some good gear, get a heavy coat, get a raincoat, get some rain boots. Don't let weather be an excuse because that's not going to help you sustain your weight loss. Do you feel like you're tired of trying every new diet out there whenever you're ready to lose weight, but you never really find long-term success because it's either too restrictive or just not conducive to your lifestyle? Well, then let me tell you about our three-month lifestyle reset program. This is an individualized weight loss approach where you'll be going through our proven six-step method and you'll be led by a registered dietitian. By becoming a client of the program, you'll be able to learn how to control your weight 
increase your energy and confidence, and also improve your overall well-being. Not to be dramatic, but a lot of clients tell us that they actually change their lives by going through the program and finally find a sustainable weight loss solution when they actually haven't found that with any other program. If you are interested in becoming a client, sign up for a discovery call on our website, themillennialnutritionist.com with me, Isla Garcia, and I'll help match you with one of our registered dietitian coaches based off of your challenges and their nutrition expertise. If you're ready to find a sustainable weight loss solution in a non-judgmental and encouraging environment, I hope you'll connect with us soon. My second tip is to eat breakfast every day. Um, so I was actually like debating putting this tip in, but again, I wanted to like put very specific tips for you. And this actually comes from a study from the National Weight Control Registry, which I'll link. And they looked to see what all these people in the study did to maintain their weight loss. And they found that 78% of people did this, which is kind of crazy. Um, I didn't really look into like the mechanism of how this happened, but I'm just going to give you my, my uh, educated opinion and tell you what it looks like for my clients who do this. I absolutely do not force people to eat breakfast, but I will say, I don't, I cannot honestly think of a client that I've ever had that did not end up eating breakfast by the time that we were done, because I think that the reason that eating breakfast helps is because first of all, there is research to suggest that when we eat more protein at breakfast, we stay fuller in between meals pretty much all day long. And lots of my clients will admit this as well for them. But I think there's also something about when I do get clients in the beginning who don't eat breakfast, say that they're never hungry for breakfast. It seems like it's because they eat a lot of just like high calorie food at the end of the day after dinner. And once we start cutting that stuff out, they're more hungry in the morning. Also, when they start exercising, they're more hungry in general. And so that forces them to eat a breakfast in the morning if we're cutting that high calorie food out at night. So I don't know, I don't think there's like actually something that like helps you to lose weight if you eat breakfast. So I don't want you to get caught up on it. But I think that the, all the habits around why we end up eating breakfast are what help us to lose weight. Cutting out the end of the night, high calorie food snacking, um, and also just getting more hungry in general through exercise and eating more protein at breakfast. There is research to suggest that that actually helps us to stay full deny ourselves the donuts at 10 a.m. when we go to work type of thing. Um, so your goal for this, I want you to, to do is to try first to evaluate your eating at the end of the night and see if that's the reason why you're not hungry for breakfast. Are you eating a really high calorie dinner really late at night and you're waking up full and not able to eat breakfast? Now, again, calorie is a calorie. If you're eating a really nutrient dense, like perfectly my plate dinner, no reason to really cut that down, but I will say more often than not, the people that I have that don't eat breakfast, they're not doing this. They're eating like really high calorie meals out, Alfredo, like high calorie Chinese takeout, stuff like that. Lots of dessert, maybe a bunch of ice cream at the end of the night. And so evaluate that first to see if that's the reason why you're still waking up full. And then just start with a small breakfast in the morning. No reason to push it if you're like really not hungry and you feel nauseous. But I think just starting with something can help. So example of this that I've seen in clients are implementing like a protein shake, maybe just doing like toast and eggs or even just an apple. If you can eventually add a protein, that's gonna that is going to help you to lose weight. If you can do that, it's gonna help you to stay full. 
um, and then eventually add a produce and that's going to be a little well balanced, get some fiber in, but I think just start small and see if that helps you to kind of stoke that hunger in the morning a little bit more. All right. The third tip that you can implement is figure out what your foundational health habits are. Um, a little bit more of a vague, uh, tip ish, but I will say that I've kind of come around to this idea over the past year, because I always ask clients why they think they're losing the weight now versus before. And one thing that's kind of like been coming up recently is people saying that they figure out like what this base habit is that they need to do to make all the other habits easier. And it's totally true. I just have never really been able to like put it into words, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. So what this could look like is maybe, um, sleep for a lot of people at sleep. And once you're able to sleep more, you're going to have less hunger, less cravings. You're going to have more energy to cook food. That's healthy as opposed to eating out or exercising. And so that could be like a foundational habit that helps all the other habits become so much easier for other people. It's just going to the grocery store. And it starts with just getting the food in the house, making sure that you have the produce on hand, making sure you have your protein snacks, because if you don't have these, it's going to be very hard to execute. And nobody's going to want to go in the grocery store, especially when like you are working and have kids who has time for that. I mean, maybe if you want to do Instacart, but sometimes even that slips your mind. So going to the grocery store could be that foundational habit. That's like, I need to do this once a week and stock my house up so that I have all the food with me. Some people it's like listening to healthy content whether it's other health podcasts, filling up your Instagram feed with healthy influencers that help to remind you to do things, um, or even just like eating produce. Some people are like, once I start eating produce, my cravings for high calorie food go away. My digestion is so much better. I have so much more energy. My skin clears up and it makes me want to eat more healthy food. And so for you, just really think about what is that for you? I think for me, uh, it's a big one is going to the grocery store and planning out my meals for the week. I feel like if I do not have a plan for myself for the week for meals, I like, I don't even know the last time I've <laughs> done that. Cause I'm kind of obsessed with not ma making a plan, but if I don't do that, I think like a long time ago and I didn't do that, I, my whole day, I feel like would be consumed by like me having to go to the grocery store and then like maybe just buying the thing that is like at the front of the grocery store, that's not a low calorie meal making it. And then I'm so stressed out or I end up just going out to eat. So I think for me, it's definitely going to the grocery store and probably sleeping. This really came to mind when I had this client recently, when I kept asking, cause if you're ever a client, I'm going to constantly ask you, what are you doing to lose weight? So we can really nail down what you're doing to be successful. So we know what you need to keep up with. Um, and he just kept saying that for him, it really came down to sleep. Once he was able to get more sleep, it helped him to not have to the, to not feel so inclined to get so many high calorie, sugary Starbucks drinks there. It felt like after that, he said, it felt like his energy was more sustained as opposed to drinking this high calorie drink and then having a crash, getting out the high calorie drink helped him to not want other high calorie sweets throughout the day, which helped him to overall be in a better calorie deficit. Then this also helped him to exercise. It helped him to have energy to come home and prepare a healthy meal for his family. And then he was able to, again, go to sleep at a normal time. So once he was able to really focus on that, he was able to easily execute on all these other health habits that we're constantly talking about. So for you, I want you to figure out what this health habit is and really prioritize this over everything else. I think it's really helpful to do this when you're maybe coming back from a vacation or you're sick. 
this is going to happen to you. And when I have clients that do this and I ask, Hey, what do you feel like helped you to just kind of get back on track as opposed to just being like, screw it. I'm like, not going to do this anymore. They're normally like, I kind of had to take baby steps. And my first baby step is X is one of these things. And then once I did this, it helped me to get everything else back on track. So I think it's important to maybe ponder what this is for you, making sure you're always prioritizing this over everything else, because it'll eventually help you to get everything else in line. My fourth tip is be consistent with some health goals while you're away. This is actually the reason that I wanted to make this podcast episode today because I currently have a client who's on a vacation with her a sister and her mom, and we brainstormed what she could do, and she's executing really well on that and is, is being successful. So I think whether you're on a vacation or a work trip, it might not be realistic to do absolutely everything you can do at home when it's in your control, but you can probably do some things. And if you can just pick a couple of habits that you can keep up with, they'll help you to at least mitigate any excess weight gain, which I think can help you so much psychologically because if you come back from a trip and you're up a couple of pounds, I know it can be so defeating to think like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna start all the way over. At least if you can maintain your weight while you're gone, you can say like, okay, I did it. Now I can come back and just get back to what I was doing and we can see the scale come back down again. So at least if you can do some things to maintain your weight, I think it can be really good. It also just helps you to feel better. And then I think that when you feel better, again, like one of those foundational habits, you'll be more inclined to want to continue to feel better and also just feel better, more energized to do all these other health habits. So when it comes to just even feeling better on a trip, some health habits that can help, I think, are water. That's typically a go-to for a lot of clients. It's just reminding yourself to drink water when you're away. Drinking water helps with cravings. It helps you with energy. It helps you to just feel better. Walking, especially if it's a trip where your family is kind of going somewhere and y'all are just hanging out for a week, this can be a goal that you do if you have time for it to walk. And especially walking with a family. I do this a lot when um, my in-laws vacate or vacation a little bit more like this, where it's a lot more chill and we're just hanging out. I'll always say like, Hey, I'm going on a walk. Does anybody want to come? And I normally get like one or two people to want to come. And it makes me pretty happy that we're all able to socialize and walk and get outside and, and, and bond in that way. Eating produce could be one as well for you. Even if it's not the five or six servings that I normally recommend, I think at least making a goal of like, Hey, I'm going to get in one serving at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's going to help me to feel better. It's going to help my digestion. It's going to help me to eat less calories that can be something. And then my last idea is avoiding high calorie snacks and having actual meals. So snacks can really get you, especially again, if it's a vacation or a trip where you're just kind of hanging out with a lot of people and a lot of other people have a lot of snacky foods, stay true to your meal pattern. Stay true to saying, even if it's like, I'm going to eat whatever I want, but it's only going to be during these meal times, like I do at home, that can help you to cut out calories as opposed to being like, I'm going to eat whatever I want all day long, snacks, drinks, whatever it is, that's going to make your calories astronomically higher. So at least if you can figure out some way to cut the calories out, for some people, it's decreasing the snacks when they're away. It can help you a lot. So your actionable tip or goal for this that I want you to work on is if you're going on a trip, whether it's a business trip or a vacation or a family trip, figure out what this is for you. Think of what is realistic and what would make you most successful. Is it not going to be the same for your friend or anybody else? Think about especially the situation you're going to be in and think about what's going to make you successful and really try to execute on it. If you have a plan before you go, I find that that's better than not having any plan at all. My fifth and last tip is to implement self-monitoring. So 
when I went to do my, uh, my certificate of training in adult and pediatric weight management, this was something that I came away with that I thought was interesting that a lot of professionals said it really helps with long-term weight loss is to have some way to monitor yourself. I think it's interesting with all of this weight loss medication talk that we're coming around to the idea that obesity is a chronic disease. And I used to be like, I don't know if I agree with that, but I feel like I agree that it's like a chronic condition because the way that you have gained weight is probably the way that you're going to keep it unless you're fighting that every day. And I think that's true with anything, even if you have like depression, it's something that you're probably going to have to work on every day. Or even if you're just like an inherently messy person, if you're like that, it might just be hardwired on who you are and you're just going to have to work on it every day. I mean, it takes a long time to build up the way that you are. And it's probably going to take a long time to also break that down if it's something you need to correct. So all this to say that if you lose weight and you've gotten to the other side, which is great, there's also something you can implement now, you've got to continue to watch what you're doing and make sure you're actually following through. I mean, this is why having somebody else is incredibly helpful because it help you can stay accountable, but you can also stay accountable to yourself. We also, I feel like just don't live in a society that promotes weight loss. I feel like I say this all the time, but we live in a consumerism society where everybody's always telling us to buy all the stuff, to go to happy hour, to go get a drink at Starbucks when it's three o'clock. I'm like always getting these pop-ups saying that I need to go get all my stars and all this stuff. And it slightly just reminds us to eat more and more and more and more. So we just need to also implement some counter tax or counter moves for that. And an example of this could be to weigh in once a week, the study that I referenced before, they actually found four things that people did to keep their weight off. And one of them was to weigh in once a week, 75% of their participants that kept their weight off did this. And I think this can really help as long as you're not in denial and put it off too long. Cause I'm sure this has happened to you before where you don't weigh in, or you just don't really care about things for months at a time or a year goes by and you're up like 20 pounds and you're just like, what the heck happened? Like it's way too far now, as opposed to if you maybe were to catch it, if you're up five to seven pounds, it might be a little bit easier for you to say like, okay, I've hit this mark of like, I'm up seven pounds. Now it's time to just get things back in order reevaluate my nutrition, maybe start tracking again, seeing where the calories went, maybe looking at my exercise regimen. Am I walking a lot less? You know, just having that point where you can say like, this is not beyond repair. I can check back in or I can change some things. And I think we can easily get this weight off. Another example could be on that same line. I think just like having a pair of pants and saying like, okay, once these jeans don't fit, that means that my weight's gone up and I need to kind of look at things. Again, I don't think it's anything about like having to be really harsh on yourself, but I think it's helpful to just think that you're living in a place and probably in a culture that is going to constantly remind you to eat more and more and more and exercise less and less. So we have to implement some things that kind of reverse that idea. Another idea could be making yourself a meal plan, whether it's like, I don't think it has to be like super strict or anything, not like calories and macros included, but honestly, just like, what am I eating for dinner this week? What am I eating for lunch? What am I eating for breakfast all week? Buy those items and then follow through on actually eating them. I know a lot of people struggle with just not eating the food that they eat, but if you're able to stick and stick with it and eat the food that you buy, it's going to help you to save money. It's going to help you not feel so wasteful, but it's also probably going to help you to eat less calories as opposed to going out to eat. Um, Another idea is tracking what you eat. Some people are opposed to it, but they do find again, that if you're self-monitoring, you're probably going to keep the weight off. 
And I don't even think this has to be on my fitness pal or anything like that. I think tracking could also just be you writing out what you ate at the end of the day. It could be just like putting in a notes app. I, I sometimes have clients literally just write out how many fruits and vegetables they ate that day. And if they're aiming for five to six and they don't want to track anymore, just saying like, can you list out the amount of fruits and vegetables you ate every day? And at least encourages you to do that. The more aware of what we're eating, the less we are to eat high calorie foods and eat better overall. So it can help. And the last idea with this could be actually meeting with somebody, right? So meeting with a trainer, a dietitian, a therapist is going to help you to be that person that's accountable if you don't feel like you're very good at self-monitoring and keeping yourself accountable. Well, that's a lot of information. I hope that you were able to glean some things from it and learn how to be have sustainable weight loss versus like all these other crash diets out there. Um, today, my call, call to action for you is to please subscribe to our email newsletter. We have so much content going on all the time. We have this podcast. We have YouTube videos, we have blog posts, um, Instagram posts that are really helpful for people's stories that we all link so that you can not miss anything that comes out that might be helpful for your weight loss journey. You can sign up for the email list in the description box, whether it's YouTube or podcast or Apple, wherever you are, I'll put the link in there, but I hope that you learned something. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.